It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Me a lot of Latino heat in that building. <laughs> the roller coaster is about to begin. You know, hold on tight because this is the big time. This indeed is the big time, isn't it? Episode number 90 of Pot of Thunder coming to you live Monday morning. Everyone's off work in the U.S. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm so not we're not everybody. So what are you talking about? We're I've, here. I've never been off. We're actually ever Chris for and anything I on Martin Luther King. Chris and I drove to Nick's work. We're doing this live from Nick's uh, cubicle yeah, at so work. I'll keep it down. Yeah, we'll bring that old guy over <laughs> to have some uh, commentary <laughs> about race relations. There and, you uh, go. That guy usually comes down if I call him and I say I need something. He's down in five minutes. So five Just minutes. Let, let me know because that guy. Has what, is he <coughs> working the other way? No, what the hell? Well, yeah, That's he does. Long. He works on the opposite side of the building upstairs. Oh, well, there oh you okay. Go. okay. He's he's down like especially if there's treats that someone brings in he trots right over we call that guy and like if there's stuff left and he yeah so he doesn't shuffle around and he does not mess well no, he's like he's like a shark basically you wow. see you see um going just in a direct path very good well he'll be here soon we should have brought treats should have uh, you know for the momentous occasion <laughs> nobody has off work it's too bad well, we, we used to, to yeah. at our old job andy and i yeah that was nice but not anymore um so, yeah, we're not live. I'm lied. okay, a known appreciator of naked women. That's true. So that maybe that's why. I mean, who Who is it, really? <laughs> well, some people aren't as known. Everyone's an appreciator, but some people don't make it as publicly known. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't he... Uh, I think he, I, he, he, had, I read he was something. a freak, wasn't he? I read something about it where <laughs> yeah. he, had, he had no problem, you know, accepting uh, advances. Good for him. And not. And, and the guy was under a lot of stress but constantly. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover tried to, he was going to blackmail him. What a, that guy's the because worst. Because he, he found out about it and he was going to blackmail him and Martin Luther King just said like, yeah, go I'll, ahead. Just, I'll just tell everybody. I told my wife already. Like, <laughs> go ahead. Like, I'm going to tell him. Yeah, first. you're not going to Cosby me. It's uh, kind of like what Letterman J. did Edgar a few Hoover. years ago. Right. He's like, no, I'm just going to tell everybody. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, just just come out with the truth. And plus, who's going to impugn MLK for, you know, getting his dick wet on occasion? Like I said, the, the guy was under constant stress either to perform or that he thought he was going to get killed at any moment. Right. Got to enjoy you know, it while it's there, right? Let the guy enjoy some coitus whenever he needs it and from whoever he can get it from. <laughs> there you have it. Jesus, lighten up, people. Yeah, right. I <laughs> a break. You know, they're so so quick to uh, give Clinton a pass for all his dalliances, and he didn't do nearly as, as enough uh, cool shit as MLK did. True. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I don't think Clinton's going to get a holiday after he passes. No, but unless he does like a something absolutely like like a martyr, you know, and saves the country. It's not that something won't, like won't be happening. <laughs> something like Schwarzenegger at the end of end of days. Then again, saves he, the planet. In a couple of <laughs> right. years, he could become the first first husband. True. Or are they going to call him the first man as opposed the to first, first gentleman? Lady? Perhaps. Yeah. What would it be, gentleman? First gentleman, probably. First gentleman. President so Emeritus. Be painting more sinks in the Oval Office. <laughs> bet you can't bet you he's chomping at the bit to get back in there. It's a new wave of interns coming through. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that's like, sure. that, and that'll be like 20 years later since he was yeah. jerking off into uh, plumbing fixtures in the Oval Office. <laughs> was that one of the stories? Yeah, man. He used to jerk off into the sink? <laughs> well, he, he was... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he did he tell he you, you that? <laughs> you Chris Google interviewed him <laughs> and asked him about it. Yeah. And he he got very it. short answers. He, like, shot, yeah. he shot some loads into the sink when he had to. Well, same thing as MLK. What you said, guys under some stress. I just, you I just I, again, I, I have no issue with. But let's not, you know, <laughs> let's not have a double standard. Let's not. Well, let's not pretend that any of these guys are are faithful. You know, pure as the driven snow guys are. They're human. They're kind of like rock stars in that way. These guys are getting getting laid I mean the, constantly. You know, the one guy's name was Wiener, and he sent pictures of his Wiener to people. It's funny how that worked out, yeah. isn't it? I mean, come on. What do you want from him? What do you want from the guy? <laughs> why wouldn't you do that? Why guy, wouldn't you do that? The guy's obviously a bozo. Why wouldn't you? Uh, why are we shocked? It's like uh, it's it. like Melody and Punch down at the <laughs> Industrial Strip. <laughs> right. With names like that, how are they not going to be a stripper tandem at right. some point? Yeah. <laughs> Wiener pictures. You know, we just you can't you, can, you can't make this shit up. I'm imagining the world is just so ridiculous. <laughs> the world at large. Call we, me call me crazy, but I'm imagining Melody being just a straight Caucasian, and Punch is some kind of exotic. Mm. Some kind of exotic descent. Okay. I don't know. No, I agree with you. But I'm thinking Punch is going to be, you know, something a little different for this area. Strippers by night, detectives (laughs) by day. (laughs) Starsky and Hutch or a, uh, what was the, uh, what were the two lesbians? (laughs) CBS cop drama. There's a lesbian CBS drama? Yeah, well, I, I don't think they were acknowledged as such, but. Was Chaney, it like no. an older one or what? Uh, yeah, it was from the 80s. Oh, I don't uh, know that one. I bet their hair was ridiculous. Oh, though. yeah, they had the butch cuts. Yeah. One was blonde, one was brunette. They and were total dykes. And it was an 80s <laughs> show. <laughs> so. how, how can I? It's Cagney and Lacey? Is that it? Might have been. That sounds That's probably right. it. Okay. Well, there we have Hard it. Hardcastle and McCormick. Remember those guys? <laughs> what is that from? 
Another uh, cop <laughs> duo of uh, on a TV show, man. I guess that's a winning formula. Just take two names, someone and someone. Yeah. People want to tune in and see who's so everything's who. Everything's so, you know, it's formulaic. You know, when you come upon a, upon a winning formula, you go with it. Isn't there one that's like risotti and I... That's, I, a, that's I, on the I menu is. at the Italian restaurant. Oh, risotto? No. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was one on like the USA Network that's one of those two. I don't know. But it's anyway. like, have you seen this uh, viral video that's come out where some guy took like six of the top modern country hits and laid them on top of each other and they all have like the exact same chord progression <laughs> at no. the same time no. that's funny it's it, it, we're talking about formulaic stuff it's like is anybody surprised by this what, what, no. it, it you know people are reacting so like uh passionately about it it's like it's always been that plus way. it's country music i mean they're not straying much from what Hank Williams did like 60 years ago, chord no. chord wise, you know, is it all the same? Progressions? I yeah, I mean, it's all just it's all major. You find something that works, chords. you stick with it. Any yeah. normal person would do that. There you, you go. Know? I mean, purists who are you know bottom feeding around for nickels are the ones who are like, oh man, there's no integrity in that. Fuck integrity. Just. Do if you're going to be commercial about it, make no apologies about yeah. it. Which the people who are creating it, they don't. Right. But all the people who they don't like country music anyway suddenly have a problem with it. Who cares? Good point. It's formula. You could you could take six ACDC songs and do the same thing, but you, you know your meathead rockers wouldn't have a problem with that. I True. was actually just going to say that too. I mean, let's that, let's just that's, let's it's just, all just quit. Uh, Finding problems where they a don't exist and b have existed for decades and it's common knowledge anyway. That's the whole purpose of Facebook, I think. Finding problems where they don't exist, or just pointing out the obvious. Kind of shaming, shaming people. People love to the shame. They love to shame people. Well, and it's but like people you know, don't have a consistent moral set anyway. So you know, what, the guy like, who put the the mashup together was all proud of himself for <laughs> coming up with this <laughs> fucking earth-shattering revelation that country music pop hits sound the same. Fuck you. Go do something productive for a change. Good point. Especially on MLK Day, a guy who actually made legitimate changes for the positive in the world. Why don't you go try something like that instead of putting this shit out there <laughs> so you can get about a bunch of clicks to your blog. Terrible. Get with it. <laughs> Jesus. So, Nick, on on that note, <laughs> do you have a piece of Kiss merchandise that reveals today's track? You do. Indeed, I okay. do. Board game. Board game, huh? It's in the works. Prototype, of course. Prototype. I like to bring the prototypes because everybody's got everything else. So I like to bring the stuff that, you know, like if you're watching Toy Hunter, the stuff Gene's looking for that he doesn't have, that's stuff Chris I Chris watches MILF Hunter. <laughs> well, I haven't in a while. Is that guy still active? He's probably dead. I don't know. I love that guy. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that whole, the whole shtick and, and just the, the actual guy. Everything was perfect. That was like a decade ago. Yeah, a long time ago. The MILF Hunter. <laughs> Sorry, we got distracted. <laughs> Reminiscing about. Well, I get distracted yeah. by Mills and start talking about it. Guy, he's in Miami. It's funny that. He's probably friends with Pitbull. 
I bet the MILF hunters and pitbulls at least on the uh, VIP list. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! There isn't a Twitter picture yet. Every pitbull concert has MILF hunter plus ten on the guest list. <laughs> plus ten. <laughs> Bring whoever you want. Yep. No age limit. Mm-mm. So what you were saying about what was that a about board Gene? game? But you were saying something about Gene. Oh no, there was there's a show called Toy Hunter, and Gene was on an episode a few years ago. Okay, and, and the guy is like, Gene just kind of vaguely said, "I want you to find something that I don't have." Okay, and he's like in Gene's office slash about ki- like a kiss thing. Yeah, yeah, self esteem maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a decade <laughs> called the eighties. Oh, there you go. Oh boy. Anyway. Looking like a man in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and on the show, the guy's like finding pretty cool stuff, you know? And he took everything back to Gene and he's like, I have that. I have that. And he's like, well, what don't you have? He's like, well, the original prototypes and stuff. He's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to find that. <laughs> and that was it? Yeah, that was about the end of the episode. It was a cool episode anyway, but it was like he sent him on a wild goose chase because he had like practically everything. Dick. <laughs> and even if he didn't, he lied about it and said he did. That's I mean, what I was how, how are you going to verify this? I have that. He wants it's like the unpainted, hand molded, hand sculpted stuff, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I got something that's <coughs> pretty cool. It's like, okay, uh, I have this doll that uh, when you lean in to kiss it, it turns its head. <laughs> I know you had that. I, so. Speaking Bullshit! of. Bullshit! <laughs> Speak bullshit, it was caught on camera, Gino. Speaking of that. Nobody wants to kiss you. Speaking of that, there's that uh, that Facebook page. I've you found. like that, huh? <laughs> That's that too late. Facebook page called uh, Kiss Crap that I mentioned before. Yeah. They had uh, this pa- or a couple Wednesdays ago, they had a happy hump day, and they had a, a screenshot from that. Did they? Yeah. They s- That's good. <laughs> but anyway. That's nice for daddy. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> anyway. Complete this- the... The whatever. <laughs> Have you guys the, ever played the Factor Crap uh, board game? Have you ever heard of that? I've seen it. I've never played it's it. Where it's just, you know, there's stuff that on the cards you read off to the other uh, players, and they right. have to determine whether it's true or false, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And Something uh, presented as a fact, and then it's like, no, that's yeah, not Yeah, well, you just you have to determine whether or not yeah. it's true, and it sounds like it, it could be true, or it just sounds kind of outrageous, and you think, no way, that's true. And right. And it is, you know. Yes. So there's a Kiss version that a fan has created, and uh, it's, it's it's well, it's like the Rock Hall of Fame edition of Factor Crab, but it's all it's all Kiss statements, and you have to have four players. Okay. Each player gets the little pieces, the game pieces. Right. And you get to be one of the four original members. Very cool. And depending on which player you are. The same statement could be either or, because you know how it's one guy makes a statement and the other guy says no, that's not true. Mm. So it kind of gets really into the minutia, true of of the sort of uh, mudslinging and stuff like that that the members have done. There's no the way to really know what's true. Yeah, so point. I mean, if you know, like if Peter says I nailed the vocal track of Beth in one or two takes, but if you're if you're Paul or Gene in the game, you have to say, no, that's not true. And then you'd actually be right because that's what Paul and Gene would say. All right. So. Yeah, you could play that for days, <laughs> there's, weeks. There's a lot of stuff in there. 
very cool game. There's there's stuff about you know. You know, Peter could say, you know, my solo album was very representative of what I like about rock music. Paul would be like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, and if I mean, you if know it wasn't, I fucking made the goddamn album. <laughs> Depending on which ass. game piece you have, uh, either answer could be correct, and you could get points. So how, I'd play so that. that. Does everyone like win at the same time then? Everyone no, because right? it depends on which character you are. Okay. And based on that character's point of view, mm, you have to answer accordingly. Okay. All right. Interesting. So the big question, how does that tell us what this week's song is? I'm just going to pick a random card. Oh, it's on one of those cards. Read the first song titles. All right. It's kind of a bonus round thing. You know, like when you get to the bonus round, the cards are a little different. Yeah. I'm going to pull one of those. It's like a they, smaller stack. Yeah, they've got, this, they've got you know miscellaneous song titles on it. All right. You ready? Sure. This one comes off. Asylum. It's called. King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain King on the MLK Mountain. Day. Come on. This now. sounds orchestrated. This Who's rigging this? This and is ridiculous. Either that or it's because we've been getting a decent amount of snow around here. We could go have a spirited game of King of the Mountain after this podcast. Yeah, that's true. true. That was a good game back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I could see like Chris. Uh, kill the guy with the ball or the or various uh, yeah. non-PC names <laughs> for that. <laughs> a lot of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's do what we came up with as kids. Gotta love it. Yeah. King of the Mountain, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now this is I'm gonna be wrong here. First track? No. It, it is. Is it? Okay. Really? They cut out uh they opened up the Bruce Kulick era with this, huh? Yep. Alright. That's somewhat intriguing. I'm not super enthused about mid period eighties stuff ever, but you know, I was uh Doug, uh, Reason to Live last time, and then what was the other? Uh, Hell or High Water. I kind of dug that You one. did like that. I wasn't expecting to, so I don't know. Maybe I'll continue to be pleasantly surprised yeah. by this 80s material that I've never heard before. And we had Who Wants to Be Lonely before that, which... That was a home run. Which absolutely yeah. was. That was a party in this room. Yeah, we had so a good time. You never know. This might do the same. <laughs> yeah, I got to admit, you're right, you know. It's uh, uh, one of the things about this podcast is giving me uh, some appreciation for stuff I've never heard before and would never have considered listening to under any other circumstance, right. really. Yeah, you know, the songs with the videos kind of add something to this show. Oh, absolutely. I wish there were more of them. Is there one for this? I would say no, right? I, I would Probably seriously not, doubt it. Not that I've ever seen. I think just Tears Are Falling is the only one, I think. Uh, oh, they had Thrills in the Night is on this one? Oh. Uh, all Night. Right? And All Night had a What video. am I talking yeah. about? What a fool. Yeah, okay. Well, this one doesn't have it, so let's just... <laughs> all Paul stuff. And um, I think this one's a Paul one, right? Yes. Okay. King of the Mountain, I'm interested to uh, hear how that plays out lyrically. Do you think he's the king? No, I'm just wondering how he take because, uh, like Nick pointed out, when I when I hear that phrase, I think of the childhood game. I mean, is there any other context in which that phrase is used? The Hall of the Mountain King, perhaps one of one of Andy's all time favorites. What's that? That's that uh, sabotage 
song with the video. We talked about that. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. early on in the show. Savage. Savage. Where he has to confront the Mountain King and might be one of the unlock the treasure. I've ever heard my entire life. <laughs> no, it's pronounced Savage. Shut up. <laughs> Making stuff up. Yeah, what is the sky orange, too? <laughs> Jesus. What do you got over there? I'm looking through the kiss behind the mask. Our favorite the official volume. authorized biography. Um, Are they going to come out with another one of those? I don't know, but like it just well, with the I new guess songs they kind of did. To it. They kind of did the one where they went back to the early mid '70s. Oh yeah, the what is it? Nothing to lose. Yeah. Book, so I they don't have, have like Sonic Boom or Monster in that one. No, right? it stops at um, Psycho Circus, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm not really interested in hearing what they have to say yeah. about any more studio cuts, to be honest with you. True. Um, there's not much here. Paul Stanley said, King of the Mountain is a fun track, but the 80s lacked a lot of depth for me. I just don't think Asylum stands up to Animal Eyes. Wow. I would say the opposite. I would say the, the opposite, too. Animal Eyes has got Mark St. John, <laughs> who's a complete piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> in, t- in pretty much every aspect, so I don't know where he's coming from with that. <laughs> See, when we first... Okay. A little background. When we first started doing this show, mm-hmm. uh, the whole time I'm thinking, and I'm, I, I could probably speak for Andy, too, Chris in the past had made remarks about not liking Eric Carr's drumming, and me and Andy found it blasphemous. Right. And I thought there's going to be a lot of like Eric Carr controversy. Never did I suspect that actually Mark St. John would be the one. Yeah, that, that's just getting torn to shreds every time he his takes name a is beating every up. time one of his songs <laughs> absolute comes up. beating. You're right. Well, again, as we, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, delving into the catalog. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's given me a, a more of an appreciation for Eric Carr's uh, playing on some of the less uh, known material. That's just not happening with Mark St. John. The guy just has no taste, no <laughs> sense of restraint, no sense of playing for the song, no no melody, no punch. You're right. You know, Gene himself said it. There's no melody and punch. It was, it was a disaster having him in the band. Now he didn't so. play any rhythm guitar at all on, on the on that album, did he? Mark St. John? Yeah. I bet he did. Did he? Or was so? it a thing where they had it all nailed down and he just played Jeez. It's hard to say what goes on in the studio and what doesn't go on. Yeah. Like who played what. Because I would, I would say that you could argue he's got a certain amount of taste and restraint because a lot of the rhythm is, is nicely done on that album. But if it's all just the solos, then it is kind of just a million miles an hour. Kind of messy. And that's where I'm coming from. I mean, you know, if you, if you can lay back on the rhythm, that's what you're supposed to do. But from a lead player standpoint, just a complete catastrophe having him in the group. Fortunately, we don't have this issue on this cut, which you, someone mentioned this is the f- opening track on the album. Yep. So this is the first we've 
we heard in history of Bruce Kulick as a full-time member. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Ready to do it? I'm ready to do it. Let's cut right into it. Do it. it. Chris looks surprised. That this, this is, is how the they open an album. There was a lot of yep. space there after that first little. Start that again. Tirade. That caught me off guard. All right. See, I don't, underst- I don't understand the need for that. Why didn't they just cut it in with a hi-hat there? You think that was just... I don't understand why the hi-hat was utilized at all. It's not like the band came in after, right. he, after he did the Well, that's true, hat. too, yeah. <laughs> Could have just started that's, with that drum. I can't think of another example readily right now, but that always did get to me when... Uh, or just as humorous, not making me upset or anything, but when a drummer would do just that. They would, they, would, they would count to the next part that they were playing in their solo. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not necessary. True. <laughs> the band's not, it's not a cue for anybody, unless you have special lighting or something going yeah, Play on. that whole thing again. All I'm right. still trying to wrap my mind about <laughs> what's going on I here. think, this is my prediction, that it was a uh, spontaneous warm-up before he started the track, and they just thought, oh, it's cool. Let's do that. Yeah, Let's put that but in. I don't, I, don't, I don't think like, it's cool. I, I didn't say it's that. It's not a good way to open an album. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> Hold on. That's, that space is what's weird. And it's, yeah, well, that is, yeah, think of, for sure. Think of Over the Mountain opening right. Diary of a Madman. Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. In my sure, it, it, great, great example. This is not it. <laughs> it's just but weird that there's so much space. Well, that's why it's I like think it happening. is a spontaneous. You know, drummer just making some noise before he gets started. Could be. Well, and that happens all the time. You don't leave it right. on the track. Yeah, I mean that's what they say. I mean, that's what they say. Paul did for Heavens on Fire. Right. I don't, just that, I don't know if that's catterwalling into the mic. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually that. true. But it was just him warming up. That's what they say. Yeah. Well, if it is true, they got it right on that. They got it wrong here. Yeah. Nobody wants <laughs> tried, to hear this. Maybe they tried to recreate that, the Heavens on Fire, the drum version of it with King of the Mountain. Yeah, they. this is not, <laughs> this is not ha- <laughs> working. No. It's not it, huh? All right, well, let's let it get started this yeah, time. I mean, Paul comes in on a high note here, so that's pretty cool, but yeah. yeah. All right. Weird. From the beginning, one more time. <laughs> like the Steve Dahl radio show. Since we're, I'm so fixated on the drums right now, nice, uh, it's a nice beat he's doing there. Nice double bass uh, section there. Yeah. Yeah, I got no issues with that. Yeah, it's working so far. I like it. Guitars have that analyzed thinness to them that I'm not super enthused about, but Paul's come on <laughs> yeah. is pretty good. I like that. Uh, the bass line, I don't know. He's 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 leaving a lot of space in there, and that's not 
normally that's usually a good thing, but I don't know, in this case, it's kind of leaving a lot of holes in the song for me. That's my initial reaction. I would have to agree thus far. You know, okay. Twenty five oh, years ahead. later, he's still singing on on the album that comes out twenty five years later. It's the same theme, same theme. Most yeah. of the songs that he's singing. This is a Paul Stanley theme. I'm gonna, what do you think he's I'm talking gonna, about? I'm going to overcome adversity. Who knows? It's probably just something that's you know that's sort of his mantra. See, there's something in there that made me think when he said, I'm going to go somewhere no one's ever <laughs> been. I'm thinking that's butt stuff right away. It's this a reasonable assumption. This sounds, uh, too, it's, it sounds lyrically too serious to be, a, to be butt stuff. Well, we'll see. We'll have to wait. Yeah, I got to say that uh, once the lyrics kicked in, I, I liked the drum beat a lot less. Really? It's just, this is what I'm talking about. Too busy? It's too busy. It's distracting. You think that would have been good for the lead up up to the vocals and then cut yeah, it back? Yeah, it's not. I didn't like. I said I didn't mind it before the vocals came in, but there's just too much shit going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, distracting from a Paul Stanley vocal, especially one about butt love <laughs> that we think is happening here, not <laughs> a good idea. Right. All right. <laughs> That bass line is very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird stuff going on there. <laughs> it's, it's. Uh, I I'll I'll kind of uh, I'm gonna disagree slightly with Chris there and say the the drum beat actually is still working for me. Wow, uh, during the a, verse, Eric Carr apologist. I'm, well, but I'll call it like you know, like I see it. If if I think it's not working, like the. <laughs> the thing is, you would never think anything by him was would not be working. That's what I'm getting at. Well, the, this whole intro was a little weird, but I I will I will say that. But the bass is the bass is kind of all over the place. Very strange bass line. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like to hear kind of give him some accolades for trying something different, but I don't know if it works with an up tempo rocker like this. And it's very likely not Gene, too. Yeah. Well, there's that. Very likely. That French guy, maybe? Could be. The Mohawk. Trying to get all <laughs> fucking <laughs> sophisticated. Monsieur with Beauvoir. Yep. <laughs> Hold on. What happened? <laughs> what? Andy's, Andy's, I think, uh, what backing up. He's, he's trying to throw evidence toward his butt stuff claim. Yep. He's going to shoot through the night like a shotgun? The night being the darker regions of the balloon knot? Is that <laughs> exactly. what you're going for? That's what I think. I'm, I'm still... Uh, I'm liking that uh, theory. I'm, Seems plausible to me. I'm still dismissing it outright. I'm, st- I'm thinking he's just talking about just all, the, just all this imagery about uh, being the star and the standout and number one. Well, so you kind of have to have that attitude before you're about to... Fuck somebody in the ass. 
<laughs> you to psych you, yourself up. Yeah, well, you, you got to have some confidence before you enter into that activity. You don't just fall into something like that. Oh, you could hurt somebody. It's like bungee jumping yeah. or something. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. I keep bungee stuff. jumping. <laughs> Here. What's the euphemism there? <laughs> I really like that little uh, that little transition into that the transition chorus. was I'm gonna great. I'm going to get on down. I'm I'm a big fan of that stuff. I'm I'm discovering that when you know you just kind of throw in a little strutty kind of uh, I don't know with a lot of attitude. Well, kinda, your kinda, swagger, yeah, yes. throwing a little swagger there, like in between the main sections. The problem is when they cut into the chorus, the bass drops out again, and there goes your swagger. The bass is. I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not a fan of it <clears throat> in this context. It's got to be a pulsating, continuous pushing of the song. Pulsating, <laughs> continuous pushing, bungee jumping. Right, yep. Yeah, it's yeah. all all coming through in the theme. I mean, th- think <laughs> about it. If if you were if you were to <laughs> if you were to do what Andy thinks is going on in the in the fashion of the. Of the bass line? No, it's got to be a smooth, even <laughs> process. You can't well, just, like, jerk it in, then take it back out for right. a spell, and, and if then you're put bun- it back if in. If you're it's bungee weird. jumping, you, you don't stop in midair when you're bungee jumping. Well, there's that, hang too. there for there a go. few seconds. You're continuously going. Right. He did say, I'm going to get down. I want to get on down. That or part was great. Down. That part's my favorite part so far. All right. Well, All right. There's still a long way to go. This but is a that, long that part, even if I don't end up liking the rest of the song, that right there I'm might turn the tide. Kind of with you vote. on that for now. Yeah. This song is clocking in at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, so. that's not bad. All right. That I'll try to save my soul from destruction. What's the second right? line? It says I'm never gonna fall on the lyrics site I'm looking at. He's just being Paul Stanley. That's all. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's panning out. I don't know, man. Once you go down the dirt road, you know you're changed forever. That cha- that uh, you can't save Some your soul you, after that. Well, you can't undo <laughs> certain things right. that you've done. You know, it's a pretty. Uh, He's never pretty. Done. Serious undertaking. <laughs> Never gonna fall. <laughs> there you have to it. Take it all. Don't give me that little piece. I'm gonna take what I want, exactly. which is everything. This is. I'm with, totally with Andy on this. This is. <laughs> this is absolutely a glimpse into the mind of the butt fucker. <laughs> No question. I think it's a bit of a stretch. This is a song where where Paul's (laughs) yeah, good one. Paul's announcing to the world that he wanted three holers only in his dressing room. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) It's gonna be a bowling mechanism pretty soon. Yeah. All right. Let's hear that one. (laughs) <laughs> what, how that works? Yeah, well, he, horses and men now are coming into the equation. Well, how do men well, make love to each other? I don't know. It's something to do with horses. 
like a horse. <laughs> Andy used a to horse t- in bed. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. One of Andy's from our little comedy thing that we tried making a video one time. Andy had a what African horseman? I think Andy said. <laughs> oh yeah, was his, was his uh, euphemism for? Uh, we're not even a euphemism. Just a lit. I think he's talking literally about an African horseman. Yeah, I was in bed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, but le- nobody I mean, knows we can't describe this yet because we have to hear what it, what he rhymes it with. Because <sighs> right. then well, it makes sense. Is he gonna is he is he gonna rhyme it with the word again, just like the old nursery rhyme, or is he gonna? Yes. Yeah, you think so? He is. But what's he gonna oh. say before that? All the king's horses and all the king's men. <laughs> <laughs> there you Getting go. crazy. Now what is he talking about? Same thing. Again and again. Repeatedly. No, but he's completely gone off the rails as far as keeping a consistent theme here lyrically. With talking about all the king horses and all the king's men getting crazy. If you don't think I'm right, if you don't think I'm right, listen to the next line. All right. It's just one line after another. Well, I'm just saying, just the whole consistency of, you know, I'm determined I'm going to, you know, win at whatever I'm trying to win Which we established is the mindset you have to have (laughs) entering into an anal encounter. I didn't. I, it's I don't not know, for I'm, the timid. I'm starting to believe there might be an, an added dimension. I thought it was just that was it, cut and dry. But I don't know now. See, with that, the with that song is not over. Thing going on. I have to cut it there. Sorry, we keep <laughs> stopping it so much. But this he said, "What did he say? Make up your mind. It's time we get going." There you go. I mean, that's. Are you with? Are you? You want me left in the dust, or you right. want to shoot up to the top? You know, rocket to the top with me. That's hey, you're I in s- the dressing room. What did the sign on the door say? <laughs> oh three, yeah, three we're holers. We're, home. We're, <laughs> we're either gonna make d- up your mind. We're either gonna do going. this, or you're gonna get out. Right is really what it comes down. That's to. it. Oh boy. Yep. <laughs> the bass dropping out there is annoying. It me kills it. it. It kills the momentum of that they're, awesome transition. If they're gonna if they're gonna drop things out like that, I would think just do the thing where you're doing individual hits like you know bass drum and cymbal, and and just ringing chords along with it, and you know sustaining notes till the next hit. Okay, you know what I mean. It, just something like that, but it's just so weird. I just can't imagine them. You, who produced this album? Do we know? I can look. We do, but I don't remember. I rem- it's not Michael I, James Jackson. It, is it just doesn't make any sense that they would be sitting in the control room listening to this, and someone wouldn't speak up and say, "Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Let's redo the bass track." I mean, I would think they could redo this bass track entirely, and it would be beneficial. Maybe you should do it now. I, should I could just add something in. Percolate there. it along. You know, should. Be great. Just drop something in there. <laughs> <sighs> you don't know who at the helm. Paul Stanley, what? Gene Simmons. Oh, they really? This was yep. the one that they. Uh, oh, that explains it. Nobody keeping him in check. Nope. And like you said, Gene probably wasn't even present, <laughs> producing it from somewhere else. Gene said, "Horrendous album cover." Oh yeah, there's no question about it. I like it's it better than Animal Eyes. Well, Animal Eyes is just... They were all thrown together at that point. Lick It Up is a bad Photoshop <laughs> job by today's standards. Yeah. It's a pretty small well, I mean, picture there, but... Their latest album is pretty weak uh, album cover. The Monster Oh, that's album. the worst. Yeah. 
Sonic it's Boom bad. It's was just not that great either. But at least they tried. Sonic Boom, at least they were like, look, it's similar to Rock and Roll Over, right. which is what people want. Monster's just like a tour photo that Mo- you'd, yeah, put in, it, you'd put it on you your know. backstage pass. Right. Or <laughs> like on some, no, you know, you're right. A billboard for them coming to town soon. It's yeah. An album cover. I agree. When I first saw it, I was very surprised. This, I mean, it's a weird album cover, but. Asylum? Yeah, Asylum. Yeah. But looking, Andy's got it pulled up here. I don't know for for mid eighties. It it's makes, very Warhol. It, it makes sense, and it's keeping the consistency of Kiss with the different colored lipstick. Well, it's, what is that like screen printing kind of style yeah, that I mean, was hot then? Whatever it is, it makes sense for the time. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little cheesy looking, but it it works. I do remember being at one of the Kiss conventions we went to, and they had an Asylum tour T shirt for sale, and it was pretty cool, but. I don't know. Well, I mean, it just looked cool. This is the tour where there's, you know, notoriously not very much live footage. Didn't they give up on this tour? Is this the one? Or no? I don't remember. There don't are Kiss people out there who remember everything they're they read. They're yelling at their... St- I don't retain all this stuff. They're, they're yelling at their... Uh, what are those earbuds that Andy got <laughs> that don't work very well? The Kiss uh, Section 8s? Yeah, they're they're yelling at their into their Section 8s right now. Right. But yeah, there was one of the tours where maybe it was Crazy Nights. I don't remember where they didn't. They sort of had to finish. Kind of fizzled out. Well, this one I don't know if that's the one they did this on, but I remember somebody a couple of years ago asking Paul, like, "So do you guys have? You know, you guys recorded pretty much everything, right? Do you have stuff from this from this era?" He's like, "Yeah, we do, but it's not like a lot of the stuff that they're putting on Kissologies, which they haven't done in a while, but." It's stuff that people have bootlegs of already. Yeah. But there's really not very much at all, like kind of notoriously. How do they not Kiss have fans. someone on that job? That seems like it would be, it's like free money. There's all this Kiss stuff that's, maybe they think people well, are just going to bootleg it. But there's I all this know. unreleased Kiss well, stuff you put out on a DVD. But didn't you're guaranteed uh, to sell Didn't the other Kissology DVDs sell like remarkably yeah, for, for so. today's you know yeah. standards? But I mean, shit, that was like six years ago still. Yeah, it was. It's Seven? been a while. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows what they're thinking? Who knows exactly? Who knows what they're thinking? Dropping the bass out of this. I mean, not even on like if I'm goofing around at home on like a twelve track. And just thinking like, oh, you know, I'll do this just to satisfy myself right now. I wouldn't even make that call to do that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For just no, it on. kills the momentum. And, and, and nobody's song. ever going to hear whatever I'm recording, you know? I mean, there's I, something to be said for leaving space in the music. This is not the time to do it. 
It's it's a balls out rocker opening cut on an album. You know, just stick to the tried and true. I have to stop it. We can't. We can't let that happen without. <laughs> there there were was pretty whacked. Out. There were looks going around the room here during that part. I'm gonna pull it back. What did you think of that? Unexpected for Kiss. You know, I I, I gotta say my initial reaction is I didn't mind it. Okay. I mean, it's jarring, but <clears throat> I didn't mind it. Nick, note wise, I was thinking um, the beginning of it reminded me of uh, Ace's kind of uh, solo kind of interlude from uh, his solo album on Ozone. It just it's sort of remem- note-wise it just was reminiscent of that. Okay. But uh, it's it's cool. It's strange. It goes back to, you know, Eric Carr getting to do more Tom roles, you know. Yeah. Been a lot of that in this song. I rewound it. So we'll listen to that and then it'll just lead into the solo. Cruise it right through the first Kulik solo of history recorded. <laughs> Yep. Well, is there any on? There's nothing on Animalize, is there? There might have been. Maybe, but I'm maybe not. not. not Secretly, but as him well, as an official him member. Being pictured yep. on, uh, in the band. Let's yep. not niggle about this. Well, we have to because if we don't niggle, the listeners niggle. What, let them niggle. They'll be trifling, that's for sure. Just roll it. <laughs> Eighties face melter, you know. Is it just me, or does that type of guitar solo raise either of you guys? Does it raise your anxiety level at all? Just hearing it, does it? I don't know. It does it to me. Really? Yeah. It makes it makes me just kind of on edge, weirded out. I wonder why. I don't know. You don't care for it though. I don't. Hmm. I mean, I I respect it technically. Yeah, these guys are you know dexterity wise, these guys are great that are doing this stuff, but it it makes me anxious for some reason. Hmm. Weirds yeah, me out a little. it's just that whole 80s gymnastics. And then I just, uh, just the gratuitous uh, Flo- Floyd Rose things that he has to throw in, the little fucking howls and dive bombs and stuff. It's like, I'm, I'm just so glad that bullshit is out of rock guitar. I you mean, hated I just, it, huh? It's just dumb. I mean, it was cool when Eddie did it, Eddie Van Halen, but... Everybody who followed it in his footsteps and just had to, you know, do throw the dive bomb in or these, you know, elephant noises or whatever you right. want to make it. The only guy who really did cool things with it in the wake of Eddie Van Halen was a dime bag, really. Everybody else was just a fucking poser about it. I was going to say George Lynch did some pretty... Uh some pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's that's a good but, point. But Dimebag's probably more significant as far as doing this particular type of stuff. No, that's a, that's actually a good uh, 
point, um, but the gratuitous insertions to go back to the <laughs> lyrical content of uh, Floyd Roseisms in this. I, I the, the one in the middle, I literally just started laughing. Yeah, at. I mean it just it's, it adds nothing <laughs> musically. And by 1985, it's like are people really still impressed with this bullshit? It's important to play your instrument well, but <laughs> you don't play with your mind. You play with your dick. <laughs> That's not playing with the dick, in my nope. opinion. That's just being a dick. Yep. So. What what guitar solo comes to mind that exemplifies playing with it? With playing with your dick? dick? Yeah. I would say just about anything that uh, Doug Aldrich plays. Pretty much his solo style and also his rhythm style, it's the sound of someone waving their cock around. <laughs> I mean, that guy's playing just has just swagger and cocksure attitude for days. And then, you know, like the cat scratch fever, things of Nugent's, you know, things where you know the guy who's playing it is like, you know, I'm doing this to show you my dick and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hope to uh, insert it in you and, uh, if I, if possible. I'm thinking Joe Perry as well. He's an app. That's another one. He's, he's, he's I was actually watching. Uh, they had that. What's that? Uh, the stuff from Japan. It's on Palladia right now and then. I don't get Palladia, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like Aerosmith in the land of the rising sun or whatever. It's like live footage interspersed with some off-stage stuff, but I was watching that just recently, and uh, yeah, Joe Perry, just what a totally unique lead style that guy had. Yeah, that's a good one. So, What about Ace? Like a prime Ace solo, wouldn't yeah. that be one? I don't know. Ace, I'd say Ace is... I don't know. A prime Ace solo is a little darker than that, mm. in my opinion. A little, a little darker, kind of a... Not, not quite, I'm just going to unzip right now. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, um, you know, I, I see where you're getting at, and there's a lot of attitude and style in Ace's stuff, but, yeah, the this, this underlying theme is just more of a, you know, again, goes with his persona, you know. Per, he, he he wasn't as much of a poon hound as Gene and Paul was. He was just out to have a good time and get wasted and live the live the life, and that kind of comes through in his solos. Guys like Joe Perry and Doug Aldrich and all these other guys are in it for the pussy, clearly. <laughs> Although Joe Perry was in it for the smack for a long time. That's probably it, yeah. Nugent, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is one Nug- vice, right? <laughs> I remember that on his Behind the Music. Yeah, he was like Jerry Lee Lewis for a while. He's like, I'm addicted to girls. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him saying it was it was beautiful. Something like that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, they were 14, 15-year-old. Yeah, he's a, it was sick. It was beautiful. Something like Did that. Did he say that? that there were teenagers? Well, I don't know if he actually... What, didn't the girl that he married was, like, just over the the age of consent at that something point? Something like that. Or her parents Real. had to sign her yeah. over? Something, wow. something crazy. Yeah. How long did they stay married? I don't, I don't know. know. She... Keep she track. probably wasn't old enough to drink by the time they were. Well, he was, he's know. a known, he's an avowed teetotaler. Wasn't yeah. all about the drinking, just about the fucking <laughs> and, <laughs> and loinclothing. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
what is happening? I don't know. It was, I kind of yeah. like funk it. breakdown into an Ezrin esque, uh, yeah, choirific thing. I like the way it came out of the solo. I mean, this song is crazy. Yeah. A lot I'm, going on here. I'm going to officially proclaim this song is crazy. All right, spastic. I'll call it spastic, especially for Kiss. Yeah, it's yeah. very uncharacteristic. It's, it's unfocused for for Kiss. They had standards. a new lineup. It was in the heart of the '80s. They're trying to lay all their cards out on the table. Yeah, and, uh, that's exactly what they're doing. So. Say it. They left the bass in and he dropped that note. That sounded pretty cool. Why didn't they do that through the whole song? They should have. I'm I'm just wondering how successful. I mean that that also implies a different tonality there, which is interesting. They finally popped it in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's just after three minutes and seventeen to me. Three minutes and seventeen seconds doesn't make any sense. Pushing on it, (laughs) pushing (laughs) finally popped in there. Now you get to hear the bass line. (laughs) That uh, that. With, with you know, sing it or whatever, say it or yeah. whatever. Like that whole part was very extended for a studio recording. Yeah, I think I, that's that's you know, like you got on the same album, you got uh, all night that has that little breakdown, which you know, live. I'm sure it was extended. Yeah, you know, and it makes sense. But that this one was particularly lengthy. Yeah, and it just it, it was. I don't know. Everything about this song is like a sucker punch. Like what? There's what's, a, what's still a minute here? to go. Yep, 103. It's more punches uh, in the it's in the future. That's punch. all it takes. About a minute, and three seconds. Another few, another another insistent thrust or <laughs> two in store for us. <laughs> What did he say there? Something about taking it all, I think. Oh, of course. See? Yeah, this is the climactic. <laughs> How are you even... Bringing it all you home. You can't even argue with me at this point. It's King of the Mountain and Nothing to Lose. That's two butt love anthems <laughs> in the Kiss <laughs> catalog. And the winner takes it all. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Here, I rewound it. It's time to go nuts for the last 35 Suddenly seconds. Suddenly, I'm, I'm just very nervous right now. Hey, he's going to take Nick's going to pop a Xanax after listening to that one. <laughs> if that doesn't still make, going. That doesn't make it go down immediately. I don't know what will. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was some face-melting material. So More, more like nerve-wracking. There you have it. King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. Opening track <laughs> of Asylum, 1980. 
six? Five. Five. Okay, sorry, fans. <laughs> five! September 12th, 1985. <laughs> it's five! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a character who's the listener. Just screams <laughs> we'll, at us. We'll work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a sound clip going. All right. <laughs> There probably aren't any fans that are, or listeners rather, that, that even do that, but it's fun to imagine. It's fun to pretend. It's fun to imagine because we don't feel like looking it up before we say it half the time. Yeah. Yeah, why, why, why bother? This is not a research <laughs> paper for college or something. Just, yeah, just you know. trying to have fun with it, so. One hour a week of fun. <laughs> Oh, wow. To, that was to them. Andy. Oh, I thought Andy voted. What is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I don't know what happened. The Alter Egos album? Precursoring oh. the uh, voting. <laughs> Hells <laughs> and car crashes. <laughs> you know what happened? Flying the, out everywhere. That was, that was the uh, original ver- on the demo of Detroit Rock City. That was, was the ending. <laughs> that was. It's making me laugh more. Sorry. <laughs> All right, it's uh, voting time, I think. Yeah. Who's who's up? I'll go first. Go first. Wow, Andy. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, this is a song that um, I don't listen to that much. I don't have Asylum on my iPhone. Don't listen to Asylum very much at all, but I enjoy it. I like the song, so it gets a... Because of what it is, it's so weird. It's up tempo. First of all, an up tempo Paul Stanley song, I almost like, probably do like a hundred percent of the time. Even if it's not a great one, I still enjoy it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And then you know, we had some fun with the butt stuff. And <laughs> Every, all involved. Uh, all everyone fun. involved yeah. it. Yeah. And um, I like that it was weird, and they were they went they took some chances. How's it's, that? It's the Mr. Bungle song of Kisses catalog, catalog <laughs> right. for Andy. Right. So I give it a hallelujah. How about you guys? I'll go next. Okay. Contrary to what Andy said, oh boy, or or in opposition to what Andy said, um, while still agreeing with him that it's weird and that it's it's you know a strange song and the uptempo Paul aspect of it is very attractive i'm sending it down damn there was really only i verse wise it i dug the verse a little bit it was all right um i really really loved that that little part between the bridge or it's not not an official bridge but sort of the little tiny little covered covered bridge festival between uh between the first and the chorus, the little get on down part. I loved that part, but I honestly, I'm not going to listen to this probably ever again. Hmm. Probably not. Well, that's too bad. I, I, it's, I mean, it's, had you heard it before? I, I the chorus, um, when the chorus kicked in, I, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this part, but no, not too much. And I don't really care for it too much. I'm, I'm. I mean, it, it wasn't even really that close. At, at first, you know, I liked the verse. I liked that part that came after it. And then it just kind of, all the weirdness and the, the strange decisions that were made just with instrumentation and stuff like that. Very weird song. I mean, I, definitely there was a lot of good effort and thought that went into constructing it because of all the, you know, interesting changes and stuff. But overall, it didn't work for me. Damn. So... 
So well, we won't be going to any second stages of voting. Nope. So. No, but Chris gets to be tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, huh? Yep. Yeah, I got to side with Nick on oh. this one. It's going to hell for me. <laughs> it was close, but no, just just all the... The, like Nick pretty much summed it up, you know, the decisions to drop out the base, the sort of cliched 80s face-melting guitar solo, uh, the weird drum bit at the opening, which is no way to open up an album. Just uh, fucking beat it. <laughs> sending it down. It. We told Eric Carr. Yeah. Sending it down. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Paul Anka. That's just the fucking way it is. Yeah. There you have it. Paul Anka verbally smacking the gavel, the gavel rather, yeah. on the desk. Two hells and one hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Split down the middle. Andy gets two the, votes. So, so this was the opposite voting result from Shout It Out Loud, I think. Agreed. Oh, you two gave it uh, yeah. hallelujah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not a good. It's not good. <laughs> Damn. I don't understand how anybody likes that song. <laughs> oh, Andy's still It'll just never just that one down. He's still I, he's still poking all the listeners that were outraged. Just, there's just something about it that doesn't work for me. I don't know why. It's not a, like something I thought about and analyzed. It's just uh, you like a genuine. Yeah, it's a genuine reaction that I don't really like that song. There's you're entitled to it. If we're at a Kiss concert, sure, I'll enjoy it in the context of the whole show. But just I don't ever want to hear that. Like, I'm never going to listen to Shout It Out Loud in the car. Even when it comes up on a live two, I skip it on random. I mean, if I was listening to all of a live two, sure. But if it just comes up on random, that even that version, skip. Nope. <sighs> All right. Well, there you have it. But you would listen to King of the Mountain. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's he's gone after we leave. I know. <laughs> I'm going to do the King of the Mountain post show coming out <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, as I pay my water bill, I'm looking at my calendar. Water bill's due Tuesday. King of the Is Mountain. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's going yeah. to pay it all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm looking over there at this uh, stack of albums. Andy's, uh, as they would say, Andy's kind of hip. Oh God! I guess we'll say he's got a record player right here oh in God. the uh, in Triple Heat built for Meat Studios, <laughs> if I remember the entire name. And uh, built. For he's got a, he's got a pretty nice stack of vinyl. During a couple episodes, we actually had the vinyl here to <sighs> to kind of peruse right. you know, for the song that came off of it. Sure. And uh, I'm excited because right now I'm seeing this Lionel Richie album. Oh, oh yeah, it's making me feel like I'm three years old again. There you go. But, um, look at that back cover. Photo. Look at that hair. That's, That's great. Gee- so much fucking tail that guy got. Look at him. Unbelievable. Look and that sweater. You know, I wear. Jeez. I have a sweater similar to that. Is I've worn basically this outfit. Is it green and uh, the white pants? I don't know. Purple shirt underneath. Yeah. You should go with that combo. I might. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Let me see that. And if you're afraid of white pants, I'd go with like a light. You should wear like a this light to tan. the Pitbull Enrique you know, concert. Light tan. One time. I'm, I'm not fashion conscious. I don't think anybody's ever accused me.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply me of being so but one time uh, my wife and i went out bowling for it was supposed to be like a 70s thing okay and we had these white slacks that we had from our previous band that we would wear oh yeah i wore black underwear not even thinking that it would matter and my wife's like like everybody can see that you have black underwear on underneath the white pants <laughs> what what was the cut of the underwear <laughs> um briefs? boxer briefs uh, So they were, they were at least respectable. Cut. What were you thinking? <laughs> Did you wear them? I wasn't. Th Or just in a house? No. No, I, I was out on the lanes. Oh, you were? And my wife's like, you know when you go up there and bowl, everybody sees you have black underwear. You're like, good thing. You should have told her you didn't have underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? I'm going commando tonight. <laughs> just you had black long johns on. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm digging that uh, vinyl is sort of making this comeback. I cool. just the other day I I was uh, I dug out a record player and was listening to uh, a couple of uh, actually Lionel Richie was one of the one of the records this this particular one same one. Look at that outfit. What is that? Let me see. That. I think Inside cover? I think Andy has that sweater, white with the gray stripes. Uh, I th I think I might have something similar. I don't. Andy's a clothes horse. <laughs> It's not true. He kind of is. He's a shoe horse as well. <laughs> That's no longer true. I need to bring that back. Yeah, I won't be getting on board with the vinyl uh, r resurgence. Too much work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. Like yeah, like I the other day, I, I you know I was at my parents' house and they got they got the old record player and I was listening to a couple records and a couple other you know family members were down there and it was fun. Yeah, so it's it's communal to an extent. There you go. No, yeah, you're, you're totally right. I just I don't envision myself uh, being in that listening environment at any point, really, except for a scant few occasions, and that I would be at somebody else's setup. I'm not going to go back and get turntables and buy vinyl albums. No, again. and that is an expensive hobby. Not, I mean, like this is just like all budget stuff or stuff that's been around forever. And that's like a, I don't know, probably a hundred, maybe less, $80 turntable plugged into a keyboard amp. 
Yeah, but if you actually want to get into, if you're the, the kind of person that says I have a quote unquote hi-fi, hi-fi if you're an audiophile with you your have, hi-fi, if you have your quad speakers yeah. on either side, then yeah, then you mean business. And I don't know where you get the money to, your to get that five hundred dollar <laughs> cartridge needle, and right? All that stuff. Yeah, it's insane. It's a pain in the butt, man. I mean, I, I gotta admit when uh, when uh, CDs came down the pike, I was I was happy to make that tr- transition because like the the snaps and the crackles and the pops and all those sounds and stuff. I, I was never a fan of that. Yeah. It was distracting. What's, th- uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it it could add something to certain music. Like if it's, uh, I mean, we just came across Christmas. <laughs> we just added a little Christmas uh, <laughs> to this room. But anyway, Christmas just passed. I think like maybe like an old Bing Crosby record, some snaps and crackles, not so bad. But just like rock music with extra pops and crackles, I don't enjoy it. I uh, think it's better without it. There's a bit of a retro charm that can be enjoyed. Yeah, but I I I'd have to agree that I think CDs are still the main way I listen to music. Yeah, not even iPods or whatever. Damn dog. Not even not even I don't go that. When are you gonna digital. get with it? I still have a physical copy. I'm fully digital these days. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing. It just sounds funny. So anyway, there's a the Carpenters album over there. So is that and the Christmas one? I, mean, I was looking at your stack so. there. Yeah, there's a bunch of Christmas. Is that what you were out. listening to like recently? Yeah. Let me see. Some Merry oh, Christmas, darling. Old rotten old With body. The huge, the huge, har- the huge uh, vocal finish of uh, Merry Christmas, darling, on there. Yep. That's what that Gigantic is. Gigantic Queen esque type of uh, vocal finish. There it is. Well, speaking of the Carpenter's vocals, there's some isolated tracks going on on YouTube of uh, Karen Carpenter's voice. And, uh, you know, anybody who knows anything about music knows that she's one of the greatest singers of all time. Right. But, you know, you still get people who are just like, Oh, she's a pop artist, and my parents listen to that, so it's got to suck. It's like, I'm so, so fucking tired of that attitude. Had enough of that, huh? You know, just appreciate talent when it comes up. And, you know, she was not a she was not a American Idol contest winner. She was a legitimate talent. She was a drummer, too, wasn't yeah, she? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And just people dismissing... Music that's just outside of their uh, normal um, listening thing, like we were talking about earlier with the pop country, the bro country, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Is that an actual category? Is that you uh, making up a category? The, the worst type well, of Well, it's not an official category, but like stuff like Florida Georgia Line yeah. and Luke Bryan and whatever. Sure. It's referred to as bro country. <laughs> it's you know, guys it's a fitting fucking. Name. Lucky jeans and affliction gear, singing about trucks and beer and all that other stuff. I saw know. some commercial for. Cause I was watching a movie on CMT, and then there was a commercial for some CMT Super Bowl. They have like their own halftime <laughs> show or something. It's like a puppy bowl kind of a thing where right. they, they want you to watch their channel during right. halftime. I think that's what it was a halftime show for the Super Bowl, but on their channel, just right, like a live right, concert. Yeah. But, uh,. All the people on these bands, they look so weird for country acts. I get the bro country title because it's like, 
It's they're um, like it's, almost it's, like clubbing dudes and f- like plaid yeah, shirts. Eighties rock repackaged. You yeah. throw a little steel guitar on there, maybe a fiddle. Yeah, and suddenly it's under the country moniker. But you know, I, I saw. I don't know who the band was. Um, might have been on Letterman or something a couple weeks ago. Um, I just saw like a short clip of it. It was sort of like the same kind of a band, the same kind of country band, and like the drummer had like a giant mohawk. Right. It was just They're really like funky like, looking. Yeah, it was just like a, a weird sort of mishmash of imi- of like just dudes with like images, sp- I guess. Spiky dyed hair and tattoos. Yeah, it's I like don't know. these dudes. I think the music's terrible. Yeah, I don't like it, but whatever. But right, but I think if if someone was to come along in that genre and have legitimate talent, you could recognize it and sure. not feel ashamed to say that you know this this person has talent. They're just maybe you don't even have to mention that it's in a style of music. No one cares like. if you like it or not. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know it's it's good or it's not good. It's one know? person's opinion. Karen Carpenter is. Clearly, one of the great vocalists ever, and for anybody to dismiss that for any reason is just asinine. <laughs> and I remember uh, either reading or seeing an interview with, of all people, Lemmy from Motorhead, and I'm pretty sure he he like just openly said it that when you know a lot of times when I'm if if I'm looking like to get into a mindset where I'm coming up with melodies, I'll listen to Carpenters. There you go. So. He knows what's up. And apparently, he was uh, he was brought on stage for that Dave Grohl thing that oh went down at the uh, forum a couple <coughs> weeks ago, where Paul Stanley was on stage for the opening two cuts. They did a. Uh, it was at the F- L.A. Songs. Forum. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know it was that big. I thought it was like a House of Blues thing. No, it's like a full blown event. Sold out the forum. Jeez. Apparently, but. Uh, and this is a surprise party somehow. I don't know. I so mean, it's billed as a you can't you can't spring something on the forum birthday right. party and had all his people out. Tenacious D slash, you know, all the usual suspects out David there. David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. I mean, like out, you said, did some Van Halen. Are you just sick of Dave Grohl? I'm I'm nauseous. <laughs> I don't even I, nearly dislike I him. Can, I'm just sick of him. I don't dislike him, and I absolutely there are there are uh, Nirvana and Foo Fighters songs that he had hands in writing, or maybe wrote the whole thing. What I don't know to what extent that I will admit those are great songs. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of it, but absolutely just too much. He <laughs> he hasn't really, for me at least, a lot of his music that he's done last few albums hasn't done it for me. Like probably a decade or so. Yeah, it just hasn't done it for me. And he's just—he's one of those people that is established, and he's just always around because he's the because, rock guy because he's established, so right? Much. And that's the attitude I have an issue with. Like, for example, some chode on the, the gear <laughs> page posted this: "It's like <laughs> Foo Fighters are a shining light in the dismal abyss of what rock music has become." Wow! Okay, I what, would argue wait, that. Wait. They sort of adapted to what was popular. Exactly. More, right. They they were, I think, a sh- pretty shining light for a while, and then they just kind of started taking elements of what was going on, and it's just kind of blah for me now. First of all, if 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 the shining light of rock music is a bunch of guys closing in on their fifties, who are trotting out 
guys that they worshipped who are even older than that, Rock is in big, big trouble. True. I mean, think about it. If it was back in the early 90s, just before uh, um, Nirvana hit, okay, and the, the, the top rock act of the day was 48. The guys of the band were in their late 40s, right. and they were trotting out guys from the late 50s and early 60s. That, that, that would be cool. That would be a shining light. No. And it's not now either. It's pathetic that no young artists are be, being given any uh, exposure. Yeah, it, it, there's just going to have to be some kind of grand purging in the next ten, fifteen years, where all these guys are not going to be able to do it anymore. Yeah, and there's just going to be probably a flurry of people who are going to break through. That's that's the only way I see it going. But you, but you're going to have to endure this, you know, because all the people that are great rock acts have always been great rock acts. True. Like how old is rock and roll? Like fifties, right? Since yeah. the nineteen fifties. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Berry. Yeah. Fifties. Stuff like that. He's still around. Yeah. Yeah, but he's Little not selling out the form. No, but I'm just saying, uh, Rolling Stones. There. They started what late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. Something like that. Still one of the top acts. Right. And that's like near the inception of rock and roll. Those guys. So. I mean, it right, can't go on were, much longer that the first generation rockers are going to be the the top guys anymore. Someone's going to have to. <laughs> yeah, but we were saying that same thing again back in '91. I mean, the Stones were still playing football stadiums, and you know, um, <coughs> bands like you know the Seattle Revolution, and even then, you know, the hair bands were not, they were not in their fifties, right? Or closing in on it, they were young and vital whatever you want to say about the music they were putting out these were guys in their 20s as it should be it's not it's not it doesn't say anything good about the health of rock music that the king of the mountain so to speak is is a guy who's 48 fucking years old it's just not how it should be you know, I used to play in bands when I was a teenager and in my 20s, and then I realized that if you want to have a career, you have to be in your 40s, so I'm waiting. So in about 10 years, I'm going to come out with an album. <laughs> Yankee Doodle Andy yeah. is finally coming yeah, out. I'm going to be 42 when it comes out. There you go. Yep. So that's the only age of rock and roll musicians that people, that's what people respect. People think. Yeah. It's lame. It's weird, man. It's not good. Weird. So. These are weird times. I'm sure there are a lot of bands. I, I'm not probably super mil- current. There are probably a million great bands yeah. out there, but you, if you don't know about them, how are you going to find out about them if you don't already know about them? Because they're not getting exposed. I think there are young bands that people like, but it's stuff that we don't like. But they're probably that's how it should be, right? But if we don't like it, that means there's something no, I know. Of, of value to it to the younger generation. I, I'm going to come off like an old guy already, but I do have a bone to pick with the fact that all these like indie, quote-unquote, indie bands are like car commercial bands. They're not indie bands. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the music's supposed to be like an indie sound. It's like every product place or whatever, like every commercial has these like... You know, Imagine Dragons and stuff. Like, that's the music Don't get of... me started. Though. But it's that's supposed to be, like, the way, indie though. cool rock. Like, that's Lollapalooza. That's what all the, you know, people in their late teens and early 20s want to go see, even though Lollapalooza is a 50-year-old guy's creation <laughs> every year, isn't it? Yeah. Hand-picked by him. But anyway, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's just a weird thing. Sorry, like, yeah. aren't there like crazy young rock and roll bands well, that the kids should like well, that are rebellious and wild? I know Chris That's is, what I'm talking. That, Chris has talked about Rival Sons in the past. But I, even those I, guys are like, I bring up you know, they've been around for a while. I think Airborne. Those guys must be like late 30s, something like that. I'm guessing. You know, there are bands out there, but it's just, I don't know. If you're not on, if if you don't get, uh, it's sort of like Carson calling the comedian under the onto the couch to talk right if Grohl doesn't come up on stage with you <laughs> you're kind of not making it right he's now. pretty much it and there's no you know there's no record labels out there who's gonna push this stuff right so there's no mtv anymore for music so um you know meanwhile i can't remember if i've s- said this on this show before or if i've just said it on message boards but you know dave Grohl's method of inspiring young musicians is the equivalent of trickle-down economics you know he <laughs> thinks that by continuing to portray how awesome his life is and how amazing his career is that you know it's just just that by sheer inspiration alone the next revolution of rock is going to come down the pike well where is it it's been 20 years since the last one right where where is it? Where are all these young bands who are listening to your music uh, and being inspired by it? Where are they on the know. landscape? They're not. They're not anywhere to be found. It'd be fine if he just said, "Look, I'm I'm out for myself, and that's it." You know, stop spouting off about how much you hate American Idol and right. you know, throwing out these talking points that people are making into memes alongside your <laughs> simpering picture <laughs> your sepia tone you know, yeah just, just say kind of you know look <laughs> I, i'm promoting myself i'm awesome i get to hobnob with all these awesome people come bask in my awesomeness but I, i'm not interested in pushing music forward i wonder if dave Grohl be would, honest would listen it. to my demo from like seven years eight years ago i wonder Try to. I wonder if he would actually sit there and listen to it. Is Lemmy on it? <laughs> no, Lemmy's not on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about your chances. Sorry. Hmm. I don't have any, you know, no very cool, obscure people oh either. Unless unless we're cool and obscure, but I don't think we are. Does King Diamond sing on it? No. I don't know. No. Hmm. Anyway, that's the <laughs> rant for today on MLK Day. Yeah. Let's turn it to a more positive light and... Uh, Sign off. Yeah, end <laughs> the show. Let's make everybody turn their <laughs> frown upside down yeah. and uh, usher in the ending of this performance here. Is this a performance? I would say so. We performed. We performed. I didn't like how that started like in the middle of it. And uh, we do have a mailing list, so, <laughs> so you put your name on it, we'll send you a postcard <laughs> without fucking faces on it. You could uh, come down and see us. Especially you, uh, you horny bitches that want to do yourselves in with it. Up down there, ladies. See, now somewhere out there, there's a band. That's their stage banter right now. Yeah. They're the next heroes of rock, <laughs> not right. some 50-year-old guy trotting out all his high-stepping friends at the L.A. Forum. It's not cool. <laughs> So if we end up going to that Pitbull show, will, it, will there be more yelling at the ceiling? Do it.
Or will he be pointing at people doing it actually in the crowd? <laughs> yeah, it might be. It. Doing it. Might it. Be more, uh, <laughs> doing it. Apropos. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of Latino heat in that building. I'll tell you that. Right. You know what's called like the sex and love tour? Of course it is. <laughs> They're not. It's either love and sex or sex and love. Doesn't, you know, doesn't mince words and doesn't. Uh, doesn't rely on innuendo. This is a man who puts it all out there. It's going to be a gigantic tour. Oh, yeah. So we're talking Voodoo Lounge numbers. <laughs> voodoo Lounge tour numbers. Surprised they're playing such a tiny place as Allstate Arena. I would think United Center. At least. Personally. Yeah. It's a little bit bigger, right? Take that shit to Ford Field in Detroit. <laughs> it's 60,000 in there. Get more, couldn't they? No, uh, for a concert, yeah, maybe. They don't use the football. Field. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they don't seat people behind the stage. Yeah, right. for an, uh, an event like that, that that might be the stab and hut area. They <laughs> could go back behind the shadows and get laid while could, the concert's going could, on. They could do pitbull in the round. Utilize the whole. Why not? Stadium. That would be great. I think that's the only way to the do de- it. The old Def Leppard stage. Absolutely. <laughs> get, get them going on The there. shit that would be going on beneath that stage would put those whiteies to shame. <laughs> be like a we had mother and daughter teams. Yeah, that's that's just a warm-up for <laughs> Pitbull and Enrique. <laughs> <laughs> right. You guys ready? Yeah, I think we are now. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.